Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, joined by Troy and Aaron. We are talking about NXT. How are we, fellas? Very good, very nice, very evil. Am I right? Very nice, very evil. Dan Housen coming soon to the podcast, hopefully. <laughs> how, how are you, Ura? Team I'm alright, alright. A little bit um, salty, pal. Oh, I've, where we're... Spoilers, we've just had to review Backlash. Oh. Ugh. Oof, it's not, right. not wrong with Backlash, you fuck. Oh. 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 That's what they say. Wow. Well, okay. Uh, let, shall, we, shall we talk about NXT to get the sour taste out your mouth then, mate? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, he's, oh, God, he's looking like he's not didn't like that either. <laughs> Great. Um, Right, before we do get into it, uh, if you want to let us know what you thought on so on our social media, we're on over on Discord, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, search Untitled Wrestling Podcast or Untitled Wrestling Pod. Join the conversation. Uh, so, show starts with um, Tony Storm and Zoe Stark. You know, I wish that I had 10 bits and trinkets. <laughs> 10 bits and trinkets. <laughs> Where can I find a tidbit like that? Wow. <laughs> uh, I, did, did I forget something, Aaron? <laughs> uh, we're doing 18th and 19th of May today. Um, birthdays in 1943 on the 18th. Superfly Jimmy Murder. I mean, Jimmy Snooker is born. Good grief. Come on. <laughs> well, oh. the fucking Snooker joke and the Benoit joke. <laughs> Uh, 18th in 1949. Uh, so good, USA told Canada they can keep up. Moondog King is born. <laughs> 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 um, basically, he was part of the Moondogs, and then he was in Canada, couldn't get across the border, so then they had to replace him in WWE. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, in 1950, he couldn't run away from COVID. Kamala is born. Fucking ju- what the? <laughs> you are a horrible, horrible little man. I don't know why you why you've gone with that. Was it because he didn't die of COVID? Did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, he did. I thought he didn't. I thought I could have sworn I, it I, was. I thought I thought you were making the runaway joke because he didn't have any legs. No, it was a bit... It was I a mean, even one of them are bloody <laughs> awful. Either way, Aaron, move it along, come on. Anyway, a year He died of a he... heart attack and diabetes and COVID. Well, there you go. See, it works. Anyway, in 1951... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so NXT 
NXT. Um, <laughs> Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> in 1951, his name is his personality. Dick Slater is born. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Are you going to stuff around for this show? <laughs> oh, do you know what? I might leave after ten bits. I think I'm done. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who he was, he was done for murder, but only done two years because he blamed it on painkillers. There you go. Uh, ni- Nineteen seventy-three. In 1973, don't hit him or Stevie Richards will headshot you with a chair. The Blue Meanie is born. <laughs> the, the Blue Meanie is so well liked that uh, PWT has put a, a sale on just because it was his birthday. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, Blue Meanie. In 1991, he's master ass, not mister. Colton Gunn is born. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to have a a ship uh, birthday today, isn't he? Anthony Agogo is about to murder his brother on television. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Right. It's serious mode, people. Right. 2002, British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith sadly passes away age 39 from a heart attack. 39. 39. Fuck, I didn't realise he was that young. Jesus. Wow. Um, 2004 on SmackDown, Chavo Classic beat Chavo Guerrero and Spike Dudley to win the Cruiserweight title. Yes, Chavo Classic. (laughs) Old man Chavo. Old man Chavo. Uh, Chavo. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I can't wait um, for Lucha on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 2008, WWE presents Judgment Day. I'm just going to go through this and not stop because it, it sounds all right, but at the same time, it doesn't. Well, I mean, it made it, it made it into your tidbits, so... Well, there wasn't, much for, there wasn't much for these two days, Troy. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, uh, John Cena beat JBL. Cool, we've seen it enough times. Miz and Morrison beat CM Punk and Kane to retain the tag titles. That was Miz and Morrison beat who? CM Punk and Kane. CM Punk and Kane? Yeah, I, d- I don't get it either, mate. <laughs> D- different time. Different time. Uh, Run the fuck. Shawn Michaels beat Chris Jericho. Was this around the same Punk. time as their Mania feud? Did that match at Mania? No. It was. It was okay. the first match of their awesome feud they had in 2008. Where oh, okay. it ended with a No Mercy ladder match. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. Also, the second match in this in this feud was when uh, WWE decided they're not doing blood anymore because Shawn Michaels played too bad. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> died in the ring. Christ. Uh, Mickey James beat Molina and Beth Phoenix to retain the women's title. Uh, Undertaker beat Edge by count out for the vacant world title. Count out. Count out. He won the world title by. Different time, mate. Different time. Uh, if you wanted a, if you wanted a piss break match, what two better people to do it with? With Jeff Hardy and MVP. If you wanted a what match? A piss break match. Oh right. Jeff Hardy beat MVP. 
Jeff Hardy well, was your piss break match. <laughs> different time. Oh, uh, and in the main event, talk about piss breaks, I wish I held it in. Triple H <laughs> beat Randy Orton in a steel cage to win the WWE title, to retain the WWE title. Oh. Honest, that doesn't sound like too bad a card. It, it, it sounds all right, but then I was looking at the times on it and stuff, and it just seems a bit... Uh, the times, what, of the matches? Yeah. The, Does some of them not, go longer than 17 minutes? Is that your gripe? The, <laughs> <laughs> if anyone doesn't get that reference, listen to our review of Backlash and Aaron's gripe yeah. over a particular match. Uh, the only the only match to go over, like, 20 minutes in that card is Triple H and Orton, because of course it is. Yeah, of course it um, is. Uh, 2015, on Raw, John Cena issues an open challenge for his US title, only for it to be answered by none other than, at the time, current NXT champion Kevin Owens. Fuck yeah, this is the awesome. Match, the match doesn't take place as Owens states, we do it on my terms, and then attacks Cena. That was quality. Yes. How, how do you want to get your NXT champion over? Oof. Have him come out and open Cena's open challenge and beat him down. <laughs> superb stuff. Absolutely superb. Uh, we'll go to the 19th now. In 1946, the first ever Hall of Famer was born Andre the Giant. Was he the first ever? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yes, Andre. They, they started the Hall of Fame around the same time that Andre died. It was literally the year after he died. Like they brought it out, and he was the only one to be inducted that year. Really? Yeah. Ah, awesome. That's what. That's why you'll see people every now and again talking about um, Undertaker being like inducted on his own because you feel like he's made a similar impact to Andre. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, in 1985, something to do with fathers and lessons, Alistair Black is born. Happy birthday, Alistair Happy Black. Happy birthday, Alistair Black. There you go. 1986, um, there's a good documentary about him on all four. Danny Havoc is born. Danny Havoc? All four? Is it, yeah, it's on like all four. The wrestler documentaries, yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was on all four. I'm sure. That wasn't sure. about one um, yeah, Danny, Danny Havoc um, is a CZW original, I believe, isn't he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He passed away last year as well, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, literally a couple of months after his missus did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on from that, uh, 1992, uh, he's super injured. Sorry, what I mean? Super injured by Miro. Kip Sabian is born. <laughs> <laughs> so when he smashes heed into a locker. I uh, and uh, his, his arm in a fucking door. <laughs> Christ. Uh, in, the, in 1996, a very memorable WWF house show on MSG, Madison Square Garden, if you don't know. Uh, the curtain call took place. Ah, uh, yes. The okay. infamous curtain call. Pretty hell. That long ago. 1996, where... Fuck. Nash and Hall were leaving the WCW, so That's they it. hugged Shawn Michaels it... and Triple H, the four of them. Shawn Michaels was, was the it... champ, so he couldn't get, like, 
crapped on for it. So Triple H took the heat. Was this the year he was meant to ring King of the Wing? Uh, King of the Wing? King King of the the Ring. (laughs) And was it Austin that won it instead, which essentially kicked off Austin's era? Yeah. Fucking hell. Imagine had the curtain call not happened, would we have still got Stone Cold in the way that we did? Also, two months later, we got the NWO. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 2013, Progress presents Chapter 7. Every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. That was, okay. that was a funky name, that. What, like why that. do they give such long names to these things? They don't, <laughs> roll, off the, they don't roll off the tongue, do they? <laughs> Couldn't just um, call it like Progress number whatever. The seven. Whatever. <laughs> Um, Mark Haskins, Nathan Cruz and Rampage Brown beat Dave Mastiff, Marty Scurll and Paul Robinson Uh, Haskins, Nathan Cruz and Rampage Brown called themselves anti-indies or some shit like that I can't remember what they were called even though they were wrestling on the indies yeah, yeah, yeah something like Um, that wasn't that around the same time Mark Haskins was signed to TNA Oh, maybe. I don't know. And Nathan Cruz, Nathan Cruz was sent to WWE, had just been released by WWE. Uh, maybe then. Yeah. I just had Rampage. I think that's why it was. <clears throat> Rampage had been released by WWE? Yeah. When was he signed to WWE? Like, years and years ago before. He was oh, only no in the developmental and then he, then he, he uh, left and then went, to, went back to progress. Wow, did not know that. Uh, Jay's favourite, Mark Andrews, beat Will Ospreay. <laughs> Both of your favourites there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Nigel McGuinness as referee, Zach Sabre Jr. beat Jimmy Havoc. Wow. Uh, London Riots, that's Rob Lynch and James Davis. I dick in either. Beat Project Ego, which is Martin Kirby and Chris Travis. Top lads, Project Ego. Yep, top lads, Project top Ego. guys, Project Ego. All Rest right. in peace, Trub. And in the main event, El Ghetto beat Noam Dar to retain progress style. Don't want to say his name too loud, because you know. There's a lot of people on there, mate. You don't want to say the name yeah. too loud. Yeah, I sort of just—I <laughs> didn't think about maybe that in hindsight. Like, probably, okay. probably, maybe have just glossed over this show, pal. <laughs> the thought. You know what? We can't gloss over because it, it was so damn good. Twenty nineteen WWE Money in the Bank. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Right. That's I know what you don't. you fucking playing at? You don't have to go through the memory banks. I'm Why are you doing this? <laughs> Oh, God, go on. Right. Bailey beat Carmella, Dana Brooke, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, Naomi, Natalia, and Mickey Cross to win women's money in the bank. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio beat Samoa Joe for the US title. What? Yeah. Uh, Shane McMahon beat The Miz in a steel cage match. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you remember when the Cruiserweight title was on the main show? Yep. Tony Nese retained the cruiserweight title versus Aria Davari. 
Which is quite ironic because that ties into today's episode of NXT. It does. Ah! There you go. Uh, Becky Lynch beat Lacey Evans to retain the Raw Women's title, but then Charlotte beat Becky Lynch to win the SmackDown Women's title. But then Bailey cashes in money in the bank on Charlotte to win the SmackDown Women's title. Lovely stuff. I remember that pop that Bailey up when she cashed in was yeah. fucking huge. It was unreal, yeah. What? It wasn't, it wasn't like Ziggler level, but it was getting it. Mm. The, fan, the fans thought they'd been duped into Charlotte, like beat ending Becky Mania. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins beat AJ Styles to retain the Universal title. Uh, Kofi Kingston beat Kevin Owens to retain the WWE title. And finally, Brock Lesnar beat Ali Andrade. Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, uh, Finn Balor, Randy Orton, and Ricochet to win the men's Money in the Bank. Oh, was this when he came in as just like the last minute edition? Yeah, uh, when Ali like was like a rabbit in the headlights because Brock's music hit and he had his hands <laughs> on the briefcase. <laughs> like, oh God, I remember that. Shocking, absolute shocking. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Ali epitomising um, the. Phrase scared stiff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And that is my tip. Thanks, Hen. Well done, mate. <laughs> Shall we get into some NXT then? Let's go. Let's go. Ins, ins, ins. Cool. So uh the show starts with Tony Storm versus Zoe Stark. Um Tony Storm, she she's got new gear as well, hasn't she? Yeah, she's wearing trousers now. She's been wearing trousers for a little while, but she's got like a bit like it looked a bit more finished. Like last time, it was I think she was either in all red or all black, whereas now it's a bit uh, more, I, bit more I going on. Noticed the weeks before. Okay, fair enough. Um, so yeah, she um, Starks gets a little flurry of offense, and then Tony just dumps her on the uh, apron and then hits a hip attack against the steps, and pretty much controls the early part of the match. Yeah, working over Starks back. Uh, Stark fires up on Tony, and then we get a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, Stark reverses Storm's hero into a Hurricane Rana, hits a really nice looking half and half suplex. Um, Storm then kicks out of that, hits a German suplex, and Storm's hero for a two count. And then debuts her new finisher. Uh, j- just when she kicks out the Storm's hero, Barrett, what on earth, what on earth does Stark have left? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Barrett. He, fell he doesn't have a good night. He fell over me. his words a few times today, didn't he? <laughs> um, and then Storm debuts a new finisher, which was like a judo throw into a DDT to win. It looked fucking mental. Looked so good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, looked, it was dirty looking. It, it, it looked. Was, it looked nasty. It was the fact that the DDT, like she was looking outwards of her body. When Zoe Stark landed it on her head, like she was looking yeah. the opposite way. It was weird, but so cool at the same time. Yeah, it was really quick, like momentum shift, like shift that she did it. Um, after the match, uh, Frankie Monet's music hits, and she stands on the stage and has like a big screen thing, which hyping her debut next week. And Storm and Stark, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bored of her already, and she's not even done anything. Yeah, like, like she's dragged it out too long. I know that's probably what they're going mm. for, but it's not like 
Come on, if I guess they're, just they're doing they're doing what they used to do with Eva Marie, aren't they? In, where yeah. like they were hyped up a debut and then she go, nah, I'm not wrestling tonight. What what they used to do with Eva Marie is what's happening now, mate. <laughs> I I hope Eva Marie gets her um her, her own like announcer like she did. Who'd introduce what? her like before a music hit and talk to oh. her music. I love that. I thought it was cool. Um, so then we go backstage. Legado are uh, asking when they're getting the title shot. Um, Champer and Thatcher challenge Legado to a match. Uh, Toothless Timmy speak, shouts something in Spanish with such conviction. Um, and uh, Legado look very confused. And then uh, <laughs> Timmy, um, he, he translates it for the, the people at home who don't speak Spanish. And says the cat has no shoes, um, <laughs> and then basically Champa says, "Yeah, that's his way of saying we accept." Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, like... I, I say that all the time. Like, yeah, I agree. I cat wears his shoes. I says <laughs> cats indeed. Cats indeed. I. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, we then see a Rolls Royce arriving, and Cameron Grimes gets out. Yeah, throws the keys to Jake Atlas and says, "Park, uh, park it up." And uh, Jake Atlas says that's the Ibiasi parking space. And that leads us to their Cameron Grimes challenging uh, Atlas to a match later mm-hmm. on. And we then go to a spa day with Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Um, Loomis has given Indy a head massage and like she, call, she calls him a loser. And then he walks off sadly, which was heartbreaking. Bit perverse, bit grotty. You're not meant to right. touch people without consent. Get consent first, Loomis. Come on, mate. I mean, I think he might have got consent when he went to his massage parlour, mate. Oh, well. Maybe, but they maybe didn't know it was his. his. See? Yeah, but maybe that's, maybe that's his side gig. So they've already uh, technically paid for it. I don't know, mate. I don't know how these <laughs> things work. Don't run a massage parlour. Um, and the whole thing is he's creepy anyway, isn't it? Well, that is Creepy true. Um, we then get a prime target of Balor and Cross, which I love. I love these prime target videos. They they always feel like really special and like a like big hype thing. I think this is the first one I've actually like seen because before, like, I wasn't really? watching NXT because the, I was always either do, I was doing AEW all the time. Um, the um, the Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly one is amazing. Like, go back and watch that if you get a chance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like the the video they use anyway going into the match at Stand and Deliver. But it's it they're really good. They they feel like they're really well produced. They feel like they make they make the match feel bigger every time. It, it literally sounded like and looked like and felt like a UFC fight. Like yeah. it was mental. Oh, well done. Yeah. <laughs> and the the thing is as well, every single one feels different so this one felt like that like Adam yeah. Cole and um, Kyle O'Reilly one like the production value was just amazing like it seriously should go back and watch it um, so yeah they rewatch and analyse the match from Stand and Deliver uh, it's more similar like sort of cool graphic things they've done where like the Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly one where they have the rain falling over them like getting pulled apart in a brawl they had one where cross it like the doomsday side so and loads of smoke like billowed up from the ring as he hit yeah. it. Um and Cro- Cross is like just laughing, watching the match, like saying how he basically enjoyed Bala 
suffering at his hands. And he he kind of like analyzes hitting that final blow on Bala. And um, Bala says he's got like a plan to beat him next this time. Uh, and then then which was really cool was they brought in Pat McAfee, Paul Heyman, and Jimmy Smith, who does the pre-show for NXT Takeover, yeah. who is a, a UFC uh, analyst as well. Oh. Um, and they were kind of like again adding an air of legitimacy, as you say. Heyman even brought like one thing that made this feel really big was Heyman brought up the fact that Roman will be interested in this match. Even Reigns is interested in this match, which is like wow. I, he didn't need oh. to bring his name up for it, but he did. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you, you think about it, like, like Balor versus Reigns or Cross versus Reigns, both would be fucking incredible. Um, we've had Balor and Reigns before, but under different characters. But this Balor yeah. and this Reigns yeah. would be really, really compelling, I think. Um, yeah, I, I thought, as always, this was very, very well presented. I, I love the prime target stuff they do. Um, and I'm glad that we got one for this match. I didn't expect one. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, amazing. Um, we then go to uh, the first... Oh, sorry, the second match of the night, rather. Um, Jake Atlas versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Grimes uh, comes out and he shows a vignette of Ted DiBiase getting humiliated, mainly getting beaten up by by Virgil and hit by hit by Hulk Hogan with chairs. Um, and <laughs> then he gets really angry when the crowd starts chanting, chanting DiBiase. Um, <laughs> what are you expecting when you're the bad guy? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love I love that he like was genuinely shocked though that the crowd was chatting DBRC. Um So Atlas uh, throws Grimes out the ring early on, uses speed to control Grimes throughout the match. Um, he Grimes didn't get off a lot of offense in this match at all. No, um, At, but Atlas every every time he tried to mount offense, Atlas would take control. But to be fair, how often do we see Atlas nowadays? Since that cruiserweight title match with Swerve, was it? We we saw him. We saw him at uh, WrestleMania Backlash when he was a zombie man. Oh, um, oh, okay. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, Alice. I apologise. I couldn't see you with all your makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, at the same, as keeps taking control as Grimes tries to mount offense. Grimes eventually manages to hit a Spanish fly and we see the Ted DiBiase's limos arrive. A cross-body um, style fucking Spanish fly. It was a weird one. Yeah. He does that all the time. He's, yeah. It looks mental. Um, but it looks good at the same time. It's, yeah, it, look, it looks so, like, un... Because he rotates so, like, last minute. Like, he, he, he always looks like he's taken a cross-body and then he just flips. Yeah, and to be able to do that, that's very impressive. Uh, Grimes sets up to the, for the cave-in and DiBiase's music hits and he starts laughing uh, and this allows enough distraction for Atlas to hit a roll-up on, um, well, there's like a gymnastic sunset flip on uh, Cameron Grimes to pick up the win. My issue is, it's not even NXT's fault, but this week there's been lots of roll-ups, like lots. <laughs> yeah, and- well, that's on Raw, mate. I know, but the fact that we're on the next show and there's more happening, it's like, oh, come on. Like, I know it's a yeah. different show, but it's still you. got to me. I get you, right? Yeah. But uh, it's a, 
is what it is, isn't it? Um, we then um, see Grimes running running up to DiBiase's limo. He tries to open the door. He actually gets it open at one point and he realises, shit, I wasn't meant to do that. Because um, I think DiBiase didn't lock it in time. Um, yeah. And DiBiase pulls the window down, um, laughs in his face and says, you'll never be the million dollar man and then drives away. And Cameron Grimes gets very angry as he has been um, in previous weeks. Um, Magic. Witchcraft move. Um, <laughs> we then get um, Bronson Reed cutting a really cool promo in in the cage, saying that his fourteen year uh, fourteen year journey culminates in, in him winning the NXT North American title. Fourteen years to the day of his first match, which I didn't realize, which is quite day, cool. Yeah. Quite cool. Um, and then we get Pete Dunn getting interviewed by Aresh McCarvey. Um, no, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen a rush before, would you? No, no, no. Because there was one week you were off, and I had to cover, and he first showed up, and I oh, right, okay. done a Google search on him and who he was and stuff for Troy. So, so he he um was on the stand and deliver pre show, and he was zooming in from his home, and he kept forgetting to turn his email notifications off, so it was like going off like crazy, like what, like like when we're doing um. Like when we're doing a podcast recording with Troy and he's accidentally forgot to turn his off and you just say, yeah, you know what week it was? Yeah. So I remember what he was in now. It was the Adam Cole interview at the swimming pool. It was that one, that week. You done that? Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um, so yeah, uh, he, he, he asks, Dunn says basically he's, he can beat any champion in NXT and he lists off like, says he's beaten Gargano before he's beaten Kashida before. Um, and then he he says he doesn't care, um, but he wants cross. He doesn't care about uh, respect, and he doesn't set goals. He just takes opportunities, and he kind of he kind of alludes that he's going to be coming after cross. But then he said like he could beat. Mm. Yeah, he he could go for the he's going to go for the NXT title because it's the main title that's alluded on. He says if he wants, he could go for the cruiserweight title because it's there. Why? Because you're going for that, AP eh, Dunn. Settled in. <laughs> I mean, Kushida's champion. Uh, but he also says, oh, Kushida's done with. I've beaten him. That's done with. Um, he was so, yeah. I, know it's, I know it's his accent, but he was so one-tone, <laughs> this whole interview. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love the fact that uh, when like Arash was like, Thank, thanks for this, Pete, and he was just glaring at him. Yeah, it's Pete Dunn, isn't it? Um... And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toprobrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, 
Where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. Moving on, we got Killian Dane versus Alexander Wolf. Um, both men trade uppercuts early on. Dane gets an advantage and hits splashes in the corner. Um, and then uh, it just all, this all kind of led to outside interference. So Eichner shoves Maverick off the apron into the steps. Um, Barthel slides a chair into the ring. Wolf hesitates to use it. And then Damo um, hits a crossbody to win. Um, and then after the match, Imperium beat up Wolf and um, kick him out of the group. Didn't realise they were kicking him out of NXT at time of recording. I know. About, about an hour ago, Alexander Wolf was released from NXT. Um, what a meant- winky dink. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame because he's awesome. And If they've got nothing for him, it's going to happen. You say that, but it felt like they were kind of teasing something here. No, I, I agree with you as well. Yeah, there was some split going on, but... They would season maybe like a sanity reunion between Dane and um, Wolf. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Not happening now, is it? No. Um, <laughs> so uh, we then go backstage to Raquel and Dakota, and um, they bring up the fact that, despite the video where Dakota Kai looked very, very pissed off, that Raquel was given uh, Mercedes respect. They are fine. They just had, they just have different opinions, and friends do that sometimes. Lord knows, me and you do on this podcast, mate. Um, <laughs> we just done it on the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Raquel and Dakota are fine, um, and uh, and um, they they basically say they want the tag team titles and um, ever rise bursting and say, well, sure. Shotty and Ember are first in line. And also, you've already got a title, Raquel. You're being greedy there. And you can, you can <laughs> look at the codes and go, uh, you you not so much. Um, <laughs> which was brilliant. Well uh, done, Ember Eyes. I love the fact as well, they both have the coffee mugs. And also, they got, they've, they've had the thing now for two weeks where they have the tactical drop-in of the sign for the Ever yeah. Eyes live show. They got a guy to just drop it over the back. <laughs> Magic. Um, and then they go, friend of the show, friend of the show. Clearly, they've been listening to <laughs> our oh, podcast. Friends of the podcast, Ever Eyes. Hmm? Stealing our shit. What are you doing, Ever Eyes? Come on. Friends of the podcast, Ever Eyes. Um, I mean, they, you do call one of them steal your lunch money, Jackson. N- neck your lunch money, Jackson. Yeah, well, they're not nicking our lunch money. They're just nicking our catchphrase. Um, or one of them. And then Matt Martell challenges Raquel to a fight and she just lamps him. <laughs> yeah, literally just hits on one shot. I love the fact as well that Chase Park's like, she hit you, buddy. And then he's like, is, is my face okay? Is the moneymaker okay? <laughs> you just uh, got a sucker punch. <laughs> Ever Eyes have become one of my favourite things on NXT in the last couple of like weeks. I've, I've, I've caught one or two of their uh, Ever Eyes live segments on Twitter and they're really funny. Um, I I get the impression these guys are kind of going to be not I don't think they're going to be like next NXT tag champs or anything but I I feel like they're going to kind of get themselves over with the crowds once like people become more aware of them 
Yeah. Um, but either way, very, very entertaining. Um, speaking of entertaining tag team action, we then go to Legado del Fantasma versus uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, Toothless Timmy. Toothless Timmy. Um, Ciampa and Champer and Thatcher work over Mendoza's arm for a lot of this match, keep him isolated for a lot of it as well. Like, I didn't realise how much offence he actually took until Vic Jokes have actually brought it up. I was like, Jesus, like, he, he got the shit beaten out of him. Um, yeah. To the point as well where they had to actually check on him during the commercial break because Champa just elbowed him across the bridge of his nose and he thought he broke his nose. Gosh, in our way. Yeah. Um, Champa fights off both members of Legado at one point. Um, and then l- a little bit later on, Wild saves Mendoza from Willow's Bell. They beat down Champa. Thatcher hot tags in, hits belly to bellies on both members of Legado. Um, Champa and Thatcher again isolate Mendoza and work over him with some really stiff looking strikes. Um, Mendoza fights out of fairy tale and then fires up on Champa. Hits a really nice shining wizard. Um, while the Mendoza go for, I don't know what their finish is called. It's like a Enzigiri, um Russian leg sweep combo. They go for that. Uh, Thatcher manages to break it up and then Wilde dives on Thatcher but walks into a Willow's Bell, which the timing of that looked awesome. Yeah. Um, Mendoza just about makes the save. Grizzled young veterans attack Champa behind the referee's back and um, hit a ticket to mayhem onto the apron. And uh, Legado then hit their finisher to pick up the win. So Legado are number one contenders to MSK's titles officially now, apparently. Um, go back stage. Uh, we've got a... uh, sorry, um, I quite enjoyed the match. Sorry. Did they not say at yeah. some point it's coming up, the match? Or am I just... They did, a, thinking they did a little bit later in the show, yeah. Aye, okay. Yeah, they... They did, Regal did like a sort of state of the champions divisions. In the corridor, Thing, yeah. So uh, backstage, we see uh, Bob Fish. He says he's back to take care of business. He looks, he's wearing a business suit. He looks like he's a, he's a bank manager now. Um, and uh, he basically challenges Pete Dunn to a match next week. Um, he shows he a photo the... of his knee. It was his elbow. Oh, is it? Is it? I, I thought it was a knee. Hello, like a yeah, it's a biceps. So it's like it's like yeah. his elbow there. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, for those wondering, I've just shown Aaron where your bicep is on your arm. Justin. So yeah, then we then we go back to Candice and Indy's spa day. Um, Candice's cards declined because of a unpaid expense of flowers three weeks ago. And Indy puts two and two together that Candace um, sent the flowers, not Loomis. Um, and that Loomis still loves it. And then she runs away shouting, Index is back, baby. He still loves um, me. And Candace looked proper like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, she isn't even <laughs> um, annoyed that Candace gave her the flowers or that. She's mere enthralled that Dexter I, Loomis. I think. I think she's probably in her head thought of it as, oh, Candace has done it to motivate me to win the titles. But uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Either way, either way I, I, I just love this whole like Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis story. It's just so funny. Um, and 
both of them are doing like playing the parts brilliantly. Um, more of it, please. We then uh, from this it goes backstage to Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, and Johnny basically vows that he's going to beat um, Bronson Reed, and that we get um, a very very quick squash match between. Saray and Aaliyah of the Robert Stone brand. Just as the match starts, right? Uh, Vic Joseph goes, have you been impressed, Wade, with how Saray's adapted? Joseph, mate, she's against Alia. Calm down. How much do you need to adapt to be Alia? <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you how much, mate, because oh, Alia takes control early on oh. thanks to Jesse Kamea's distraction. <laughs> um, and then uh, very quickly after this Saray hits a German suplex missile drop kick rope on drop kick and a high, high angle Saito suplex to win uh, this is a very short match uh, not really much to talk about did its job in getting Saray over though and Robert Stone's um, suit of like a, a plum 20s gangster was yeah, with his hat on and stuff as well yeah but he didn't have a shirt under his suit. I know, it was weird. And his cat, his cats were deed. His cats were deed, aye. I've seen that. Nate Ox. Clearly, clearly the Robert Stone brand and Seth Rollins go suit shopping together. Um, Boohoo.com. Boohoo.com, mate. <laughs> uh, we then get a Shotty and Ember vignette saying they'll take care of business with Ember's law. Uh, basically say they're going to reclaim the tag titles at some point. And then we get a diamond mine vignette. Speaking of things that uh, NXT stole off us, stole off fucking logo, didn't he, mate? Gimmick um, infringement, I tell you. That's change. Well, we didn't have to change our logo because that was just, it. Just happened no, to be that. That time. was just like <laughs> Yeah, kayfabe wise, we had to change our logo because of that. Um, How dare you? In reality, it was just time and wise. Like they debuted it, and then a week later, we changed our logo. Um, <laughs> We then go uh, to the debut match of Hit Row. Um, Hit Row! I fucking love their music. The I love, well, I just... That's whose music was stuck in my head all day. Troy asked yeah. me at the start of the podcast on the last one, it was Hit Row's music. It was yeah. stuck in my head all day. I love the presentation of Hit Row. It's just so good. Um I, I'm really hoping we get big things out of these guys. Um, they're, they're debuting against uh, Tony Nice and Arya Davari. Um, match starts, top dollar throws both men around. He hits like a one-handed hip toss, which was fucking insane. Yeah. Um, and then he hits like a world strongest slam waistline combo, which also looked awesome. Uh, Ashanti tags in, um, beats down Davari in the corner to the point where he's about to get DQ'd. And Top Dollar tags him, self in to stop him, and then pulls a shanty off. And as he like throws a shanty away, a shanty just super kicks knees. I used the momentum to super kick knees, which was great. <laughs> and then Top Dollar hits a Death Valley neckbreaker to win. Um, they, Is that what that was? This was a really fun match. Uh, there was like a Death Valley driver into a neckbreaker. Oh, aye, okay. Um, yeah. Hi. Okay. Yeah, this was really fun for a squash match. Like it, it managed to kind of showcase what both members of Hit Row could do. Yeah, it didn't it? It didn't showcase much. I, I get the impression that um, 
from this match, just from this alone, that Hit Row are probably going to be tag champions at some point. Um, yeah, but the thing is, the thing that I, I'm enjoying about this is Swerve isn't just the guy getting the spotlight on him. It's all of them. Yeah. Obviously, what's her yeah. name? I can't remember her name. She's not Eva. quite. Uh, she's not done much apart from sing, but... I I wouldn't even mind her just being a manager. Yeah, if she's just a manager, like, I'm all for it. I'm not taking anything away. And it, yeah, NXT's women's division is that crowded that it would be kind of like a breath of fresh air if she was just a manager for them. Yeah. Because she... She was. She did a really good job because after the match, um, they all kind of like cut another promo again. Uh, she starts. She does like a little bit of a rap, and then uh, Top Dollar joins in, and then Swerve. Um, the the way Swerve's been cutting these promos as well, like it's really kind of outside the box. Like last week, when he was like, "Do you want to see something, some spooky stuff?" And then, um, or oh, things about to get real spooky in here, and then the hit row music here, and uh-huh. this time he says. Uh, no, it was just um, the, there was one thing about the promo at the end I didn't like. It was the whole we all know heat rises, and then the cameraman just looks into the sky, like what? Why are you doing? It's because the cage. It it's because the cage was above the ring. But why? Why is the camera looking at the cage? Because they were still talking. So the camera comes back down. Swear, swear, swear pointed up. Yeah, because when we all know heat rises and we're at the top or we're going to the top or whatever it was we said. Yeah, but then he but then he followed up by saying whoever walks off the cage with the North American title, he's he's gonna challenge them. He's gonna be waiting for them basically. Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. So that's well, that's why they sh- that's why they panned up to the cave and uh, the cave, the cage, and then back right. down to the mall in the corner. I I, um, I, I retract my statement. I apologise. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was the point I was making. I, I quite like the fact that they did it, did that, where it was like it went up and looked at the cage, and then as it turned round, they were all in the corner, kind of like peering that peering into the camera. Um, yeah, again, just really good presentation for Hit Row. I'm really excited to see where they go. I'd like, I'd like to see, um, as I say, I'd like to see Hit Hit Row and Swerve uh, get like the two. Those titles, respectively, um, I get the impression they could possibly be the guys to take the belts off um, MSK, maybe somewhere yeah. down the line. No, um, easily done, yeah. But then NXT's tag division at the moment's fucking stacked as well, isn't it? <laughs> um, we then get uh, Regal giving an update on the other divisions. Um, he says Legado, uh, number one contenders to the tag title after beating Champa and Thatcher. Um, and he says he wants to see who will step up to Raquel Gonzalez because NXT, if you didn't know, because he said it that much, has the best women's division in wrestling. Yeah, you, you don't hear it's enough hard. of it, do you? <laughs> it, It's hard. I mean, it's hard to argue at the moment. But No, even I'm not arguing with it. But at the same time, don't but, constantly yeah, I don't say need it. it. I don't need them to keep saying it to me. Um, it's getting on the verge of Geico win here. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he says he's brought in a lot of crews away to challenge Kashida and uh, he'll see he'll step up to him and then he says uh, to round things off, Shotty, Shotty and Ember are going to face Raquel and Dakota next week in a number one contenders match. 
Um, yeah. He's bringing in new cruiserweights for Kushida. He brought them in. Yeah, he brought them in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we've seen a couple. Seen a couple debut uh, on Two or Five Live a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they also appeared as zombies at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Guy Queen! Happy Guy Queen! <laughs> oh, God. No, the Troy's <laughs> left this. Um, oh, what has the world come to? <laughs> so uh, we then get, we get a little rundown of things happening next week. So Frankie Monet debuts. Um, we've got Balavers Cross 2 Grimes and DiBiase in a million dollar face off which should be just entertaining as hell yeah. and also Pete Dunn Bobby Fish um, uh, that leads us to the main event which was Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano in a steel cage for the North American title which oh boy what a match Gargano um, with his updated Wolverine gear yeah it's quite saucy I enjoyed that Better than his other one that he had. Um, yeah, so Gargano tries to um, hold the belt up in Reed's face before, as they're like doing the title announcements and Reed shoves him over. As um, soon as the bell rings, Johnny tries to escape and Reed keeps just stopping him. Um, he eventually overpowers Johnny, throws him into the cage. There's a bit where he like crushed, he was like leaning on Johnny, like back to back against the cage. Um, yeah. I like Johnny, like the, the way he was like pressing through the cage looked awesome. Um, he goes for a finger splash against the cage, but misses. But then Johnny gets caught going for a slingshot spear and Reed uh, hits a DDT on him. Um, Johnny then tries to escape again after hitting a moonsault on Reed and Reed pulls him off and uh, into a Death Valley driver. Um, Gargano works over Reed's knee for a bit. Reed hits a really cool looking power slam off like the side of the cage and catapults Johnny into another side of the cage and then hits a Simone drop off the second rope for a two. Um, Madness. Really, yeah. There was a really cool um, sunset, sunset bomb as well where Johnny kind of like kicked off the cage to hit it. Um, yeah. And that got a two. Um, Theory keeps trying to get involved. He tries to pull Johnny out, the, out through the door. Reed grabs uh, Johnny by his ankles and like Pulls him in, and as he as he like pulls him along, drops down to a banzai drop, which looked fantastic. Um, like theory kind of like catapults like off the steps. Uh, Reed kicks the cage door into theory, um, and Johnny hits a super kick and a poison runner, which poison runner oh. on a guy of poison runner on a guy of Reed's size is fucking mental. Yeah. It was the like, fact of how he landed it from the top rope as well to get onto it. It was ridiculously just smooth. It was well done to both of them. Yeah, <laughs> these these guys have such good chemistry anyway. Like the match at, um, at Stand and Deliver was fantastic, and I don't think this is the last we've seen of these two against each other. Um, Gargano uh, goes for one final beat. It's blocked uh, by Reed, and he throws him into the cage. And like Johnny, like bounced off it. <laughs> Reed goes to leave through the door. Austin Theory slams the door in his face, and then Johnny hits with one final beat for a two count. Um, and then Reed hits a power bomb off the top rope. Fight. Um, he fights off Gargano and Theory as he's trying to like escape over the top. Hits a tsunami off the middle rope, off the middle of the top rope. And as Johnny's trying to crawl up the door. 
and then shuts the door behind him, hits a second tsunami, and we've got a new uh, champion. Yeah. The colossal Bronson Reed. Um, At the end of the show, it was like a solid like three minutes of just celebrating. It was ace. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. He really well, deserved deserve. it as well. Yeah. I think he's probably one of the most improved people we've seen in NXT over the last 12 months. Yeah. And well, I wait. even would have said he could have won that ladder match that, um, to win it in the first place. Yeah. That I think was a priest one. Yeah, didn't two of you have... Well, no, it would have been when we were at SummerSlam with the other lot. Aye. A couple of us had Bronson Reed as a winner, to be honest, for that. So, like, yeah, it could have happened. Um, yeah, when he first signed, I didn't really care much for him. I've said numerous times I'm not a big guy person, to be honest, but he's improved a hell of a lot in NXT, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well done, mate. Like, even from watching like some of his stuff on like the Indies and like PWG and that, he's always been impressive, but he's it feels like he's kind of upped his game since signing to WWE. And that's a that's something that like you, you don't often see. Sometimes you see people like not up the game, not like get diluted, but they'll they'll obviously like be stuff they're not allowed to do anymore because they're in WWE. Yeah. Um he's someone who really feels like he's kind of thrived since signing. And I'm I couldn't be happier for him to be honest. I'm genuinely made up. Managed to avoid spoilers the whole day. Watched it and it absolutely popped like a motherfucker when he hit the tsunami. Um but yeah, that was what I thought was a pretty strong episode of NXT. Um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, nothing majorly bad, to be honest, on the show. It didn't run long. I say long. I'm saying that like it picks how long it lasts. Uh, it didn't feel like it ran minutes. long. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you don't yeah. get that reference. Listen to the Backlash review. <laughs> yeah, which at time of recording will already be up on Anchor. Um so, yeah, what were your highs and lows, dear? Uh, my high, I think, is going to be... Uh, oh, Alliance today. Uh, she's no doing it for me, this Siri lassie. I've, no. That is your high? No, my low. Sorry. You're dafty. Aye, my low. I'm no feeling her at all. I just... Ugh. It's it's like when I I don't really want to do the comparison, but to Rio when she first came in AEW, she's like small and petite, and it's like I think it's just that sort of person as well that just doesn't do it for me. Um, and my high is gonna have to be I think it has to be that main event. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I'm. It's going to be that main event. It's gone. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with you. I, I feel like the Soraya and Aaliyah match. It was it was only there, really there to kind of elevate Soraya. I, I'm not I'm not totally against Soraya. I think she's quite good, but I th- I feel like they need to do a lot of like work on kind of character development for. Her. They need because... to do something with her. Because a gimmick at the moment is she's come from Japan. She's a really good wrestler, and yeah. that's it. It's not. There's not really much 
depth to it. And it, it was a similar sort of thing when they brought in um, Io Shirai to a degree. Yeah, there was no she got a heel character. Until yeah, until they turned the heel, there wasn't a great deal of depth to her. And yeah, I feel I feel like they need to kind of figure something out there. Even if it's like giving her a manager or putting her in a faction, like just something to like they, they kind of tease they're gonna do a tag team of Saray and Zoe Stark, haven't they? And the uh, yeah. and say the Ramir as well. So maybe that'll be what can kind of elevate it a bit more and make her give us a little bit more to care about with it. Um and yeah the main the main event was fantastic. Um really, really enjoyed that match. I love the chemistry that Gargano and Reed have. Um Reed's a really good for me a really good big man in the sense that he's not afraid to take like a lot of bumps for a smaller guy. And especially when it makes sense to do so. Like sometimes you You'd see like a big guy like that, just not not bumping at all, but he's not afraid to. Um, little honourable mention to Hit Row, though. I really enjoyed that, that um, yeah. match and went with them. Um, between the two, so I'm with you on that. Yeah, and um, I, I think Top Dollar in particular feels like a big star to me. Like, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if he was like a future something singles champion. I don't know what, but whether it would be main roster or whether it would be in NXT, uh, WWE seemed very high on him as well. Um, no no, no offence to Shanty the Adonis, but he's going to be the one that, if they do lose matches, he's going to be the one getting pinned. He's there to take the pin. Top yeah. dollar ain't taking no pins. He ain't taking no pins. Big money, top dollar, no fucking chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was NXT. Uh, as always, guys, let us know what you thought about it on our social media um, over on Discord, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Join the conversation. Let us know what you thought. And thanks for listening. Bye. Why did Angelo Dawkins mix sulfur, tungsten and silver? Because someone told him to bring the swag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the podcast, Jay is shaking his head. Disappointed, oh. I'm angry. <laughs> you must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.